Hello, I'm Christopher Johnson, reporter at CTY Wealth Manager. Today I'm joined by CTY A-rated Richard Delal, Portfolio Manager of the £239 million VT Delal America Fund. The US small cap manager gave his views on how his fund has consistently beaten the S&P 500 over the last three years, why Bilderbear has been his star holding, whilst also admitting that his assessment of the dominance of the US tech stocks was wrong. So you yes. mentioned that you don't um, in, invest in any of the you know big technology companies, and they have actually well seven companies have driven the S and P five hundred to see kind of the increases that it's had um, over the last year. Um, is this sustainable? And why have you chosen to not invest in the, these tech stocks? Well, they're very good companies, and um, I I would not expect them to just go down again, but I would expect them to enter into a, a trading range for some time because they've gone to ratings which are about the highest they've been on. They've gone back to those high ratings. So I would have thought that's enough. For for ourselves, um, we're not in them because they're too expensive for us. It's as simple as that. I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't on principle, but I think the ratings on them are too high. And and so, and this year I've been wrong because um, they've been the best place to be. Um, over the last 10 years, I've been on ballot. Over, if we look at the last the last years since the fund was launched in 2010, I've been wrong. I've been wrong for, um, I think, probably um, 11 or 12 of those 13 years I've been wrong. The tech, the big tech have done better um, than I would have expected. Uh, but we're not, I, I, we're not therefore going to change and come rushing in now. Um, I still don't think they're right. It's not because I'm obstinate. It's because when I set up the fund, I, I think we talked about it before, we, it was to be in the best place, which longer term. If we look at the long term data, the 100 year data, it's still better to be in cheaper stocks in smaller stocks. But the world has had an experience with lower interest rates, which has driven these big companies to higher and higher multiples. I mean, if we take the most loved stock of all now, Apple, and we look at the rating it's on, then it's extraordinary to me, just the price earnings multiple against its growth rate. It would seem to be there's not much more to go for on the upside. I, I really do appreciate the candor of you saying, you know, we were wrong. And that's not something that many um, kind of investors like to do. Um, but you said that you wouldn't dive into these stocks now, despite admitting that you were wrong. But 10 years ago, um, you could have done it. So what stopped you? Was it still the valuations being too high? What what made you not bet on these stocks and dive in previously? First of all, they weren't the same stocks. Um, so secondly. Um, what I didn't foresee 
was that interest rates would continue on down for another 10 years. And that's what drove the multiples higher. So it's not so much that I didn't see the growth of the stocks. I didn't see the re-rating that was driven by the interest rates. And, and finally, um, what we do works in that we've beaten the S&P 500 over that time. So in a way, I don't have to be yanked out of my comfort zone and go into these these difficult stocks um, because they are difficult because they change. You know, what is what is popular now won't be popular um, in the future because of the the creative destruction of this industry. Uh, it, it means that you've got to be on it the whole time um, and changing these stocks. Otherwise, you just get left behind. Uh, and we see an easy example of that in that we talk about these seven stocks going to high levels. But if you look at the the funds, which were the best, best winners in the run up to the technology top in November 2021, they're not participating now, to which I refer to stocks like Arc in in America, um, and 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 maybe Bailey Gifford in this this country. Those, those funds are not making new highs because the, the what was the the best things back then has changed. And in order to be really hot today, you'd have to be in something like an AI fund, which doesn't really exist yet. And there's nobody. A, another problem that people face when we talk about the Magnificent Seven, is that no fund is able to reach their weighting. So, for instance, if you were a balanced fund and you say, oh, well, look at our fund, our biggest holding is Apple. We've got 6% in Apple. Well, therefore, you want Apple to go down because the Apple weighting is 7.2%, so you're underweight and it's a drag. So if Apple goes up, you're going to underperform. And we see that. We see that in... Um, the way the fund, if you look at all the funds invested in, in North America, in this country, they have been lagging the S&P 500 this year. And what are your views on kind of AI and how it's kind of pushed you know, valuations up? I've seen and spoken to some um, fund managers who are quite sceptical about kind of the exuberance um, with investors and, and AI and, and this obviously new phenomena that's coming out. So what what would you say to that? Do you do you are you excited? Do you think these valuations are it's it's worth driving them up or are you skeptical yourself? I'm not a skeptic. I think it's amazing. It reminds me of when the internet started. I'd say I was scared myself. We we we've we've made one AI investment which I did fairly immediately, which um is we bought the tractor company, John Deere, because I heard on their um heard on their earnings call that they were busy hiring all the people in uh, California that had been laid off last year by Amazon and Meta and and telling them that they had a better life in Iowa where they could automate um, farming and that's what I heard that farming is going to get a lot more automated the rest of the people on the call heard that the farming cycle is not quite right for buying tractors because the crop prices are low and and people are worried of economic slowdown which is another reason to put off buying a tractor and so the stock didn't do so well but I 
I heard that for the longer term. I started imagining that the farmer could be sitting in a cafe in New York and sending his tractor out in Iowa. And um, we, you touched on the fact that um, the fund has outperformed the S&P 500. Um, so what has been the key to the fund's success? I mean, you, you haven't invested in the, the, the tech stocks and so forth, but your fund is doing considerably well. Um, so what has been the driving force behind that? Over or what stocks years. rather? At the moment, we're doing very well in housing because housing has been a um, a counterintuitive area where everyone thought that with interest rates rising, with recession coming, house prices were going to go down. It was going to be terrible for builders in America. And actually, it's been the opposite. Um, and understanding that has helped us be in a sector that people didn't like and we've got housing stocks that have that have done better than um the big seven this year we've had stocks which have more than doubled and this is in this is in a in an industry where earnings are declining and the the reason for that is an understanding that in america they have 30-year fixed mortgages so everyone fixes their mortgages for 30 years so in a few years ago when interest rates were at their lowest they were getting mortgages below three percent for 30 years and what that meant as interest rates go up and they've now reset so if you go into and say you want a 30-year mortgage now it's at seven percent so You've now got your 30 year mortgage, you're in your home and you want to move. But if you move, you're going to be paying 7%. What do you do? You don't sell it. You think about sitting in it for 30 years. What happened next? The people that did want a new home, had to, did want a home, had to go to the builders because there wasn't the supply of second in the existing homes because that supply was withheld from the market. So even though you had declining house prices, you had a building boom because it wasn't because everyone was saying, well, I think I'll just stay here another, you know, 28 years or so. Because, you know, and there's an affordability thing as well. I mean, they they just couldn't say, well, I'm going to step up from 3% to 7%. Uh, so let's forget it. Let's Let's borrow a bit more money and build an extension on, you know, but we're not moving. So, New build has been doing very well, even in a declining market. And and that um, that's a feature of the American market. It's why they don't have the same troubles that we do in this country, where you have where where mortgages are shorter and and there's great squeeze on on people because the short term mortgages keep on resetting higher. And you know two year mortgages or five year mortgages in this country. They expire. People have to remortgage at higher rates. They get squeezed. The Americans are the Americans are in a better position. What what Build. stocks specifically in the housing sector have you bought? We've got a stock called Builders First Source, which is a builders merchant. When we bought it, it was on a on a PE of five. Its earnings have come through better than Home Depot, um, which is a builders merchant for um, the uh, public. So it's like our um, B&Q, 
So that's Home Depot. That was on 34 times. We had one on five times. We bought it at 16. This year it's gone from um, 65 to 133. It's 2.8% of the fund. We bought it just just um, just five years ago at 16. Um, it's now on 13 times. It's growing faster than Home Depot because it's selling to the intermediaries, selling to the builders. The same sort of things is a better deal than selling to the public, which are more squeezed by recession. And yet it's on 13 times against Home Depot, which in, which is on 17 times. I, I could see those PEs crossing over. So we're still holding on. So you didn't ask me about the bears, Chris. That's been the single biggest contributor in the last um, in the last three three years. You asked me what I've driven the fund in the last three years. Build a bear. Really? We, we, yeah, we made more money in Build a Bear than anything else. Well, why why is that? Before we go. Um, because everyone thought that toy companies were finished. Because um, when Toys R Us went bankrupt, that was it. All children wanted was um, something you could buy on Amazon, and that something was an iPad, so it was the end for toy companies. But this company isn't selling toys so much as it's selling experiences. People like like so. So we 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 bought it, and and we we bought it when it was less than a hundred thousand dollars for a builder bear shop. If you did it, divided it by market cap. You know, and and now there's lots of plans for growth. It's a little growth stock. Wow. So even even now we've got a worldwide brand at six times uh, six times trailing end. Now here's the thing, Chris. Now here's the thing. You ask me these questions about these big seven and so on. Our builder bear has got a growth rate that is at least as good as any of your any of the big seven. Certainly better than Apple. But for Apple, you'd have to pay. Uh, I think I haven't looked in the last few weeks, but I think it's something like 27 times trailing earnings. Build a bear, you pay six times. That's the difference. That's why we are where we are.